Welcome to Waveframe. Okay. Um, welcome back to Waveframe. I don't even know what episode this is. I think everybody's a little bit um, flabbergasted by the world's situations. If you hear birds or cars or wind blowing... Any sort of ambient noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's because me and Luke are currently in his backyard. Um, <laughs> during this quarantine, we are going to do things a little differently. Uh, everybody's been affected by COVID-19. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah, these next few episodes. Well, okay, we've I I'm gonna speak for myself. Have felt sometimes down about the world, <laughs> and just you know, sad that I can't hug as many people as I want to. Um, so we were like, okay, let's be intentional about these next few episodes, and let's do some episodes that um, you know bring people joy and comfort. I've gotten to know my room very well in the past few weeks, so I'm excited to be outside. I think it's good for me. <laughs> in your room, what's like one thing you've discovered about your room that you didn't know about before? Discovered that I've had to wash my sheets more than I was because they start to smell like me more quickly. I'm going to cut that out. I don't want to say that. No, I think the audience needs to know about you and your hygiene. So, um, yeah, we're in Luke's backyard and we're appropriate distance away six feet and Plus, um yeah. and we both have our own mics <laughs> so that's, <laughs> yeah that's a new improvement a new improvement i mean it's it's kind of forced us to upgrade because otherwise we you know wouldn't be able to do this so um yeah uh we're gonna be talking about um first days of spring by noah and the whale mm-hmm. and uh you know i listened to it uh about one and a half times in the past 36 hours Luke, it was your suggestion, and you've loved this since what high school? Yeah, I'd probably so I'd probably put this at my number four album. I think if with my current ranking of albums, <laughs> I have the top sixteen down, and this is at number four. Um, yeah, so this I remember my brother showing it to me um, when I was so I would have been yeah in high school, and he was showing this album to me, uh-huh. and he's like, Luke, listen to the beginning of this album. It is one of the most like perfect, beautiful things you'll ever hear, and he played it for me, and like I was like, oh, okay, I was going to the conversation already thinking, okay, yeah, whatever, like we like a little bit of different music. I bet I'm not going to be impressed, <laughs> and the first notes start playing, starts out with strings, starts out with this electric guitar, and then I remember like saying like oh, I, like, I would have changed chords, like, quicker or whatever. <laughs> and it's, like, ten seconds into the song. And I remember my brother just looks at me, and he's like, really? You're, really? You would change chords, Luke, huh? Because <laughs> like, I was being so ridiculous, because it is one of the most beautiful <laughs> things in the world. And it's perfect. No, it's not perfect, of course. But I, it's to me, it might as well be perfect. Um, I think what some of the things that set apart albums to me that I really like are are more narrative driven albums. This album is more narrative driven. Um, it has some beautiful yeah. musical elements that we'll dive into. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, we, we can go into the premise of the album unless you have anything more to say for to set the stage. Oh, I think it's interesting because we both very purposefully chose two things. So we'll be talking about the movie Paddington. 
Um, we bro- both chose things we just love so much and have loved for a long, long time. And uh, the both of the Paddington movies are probably like number four <laughs> on my list too, <laughs> which number is four is weird. <laughs> but yes, um, no, I I agree that I was thinking about that on the way over here. That the beginning of the album is some of the best in the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the premise of the album. We are digging into another breakup album. Yeah, so this <laughs> album is literally the process of the lead singer. Uh, Charlie, I think his name is, okay. is the, the, the member of the band. His Charlie name's Fink. not, he's not a whale. He's not <laughs> Noah or the whale. <laughs> I don't think any of them are. <laughs> the whale. <laughs> um, and anyway, so Charlie, it's his process of... Um, coping and working through the breakup, this breakup mm-hmm. that he had with actually, if you, this is the second album No on the Whale released. The yeah. first album um, had the song Five Years Time, which mm-hmm. is you know one of their, mo- I think it's their most popular on Spotify. That's yeah. like their hit that people know if they're familiar with them. And you'll hear a woman's vocals on that album. She was a band member, um, and they were the ones that broke up. So this is not only about wow. just some random girl, but this is actually about like a former band member, which adds wow. a really interesting element to this. I always feel weird about that because it's like, how would the how would you feel if you were that girl like listening to this album? I always thought, how would you? Yeah, that and how would you feel if you were a bandmate who's like <laughs> writing and singing songs about their former bandmate? Yes. Like if you're not Charlie, the lead, if you're just like the drummer or something, and you're like, all right, I guess I'll jump to this song about my old friend that broke up with this other guy. Also, what I was thinking about, okay, if this lead singer's name is Charlie, how does Charlie feel touring this? album when he doesn't feel these things anymore yeah. you know yeah. you gotta like be an actor sort of thing like you gotta be like hamlet yeah i'm trying to remember what band it was that i read this about but they're like yeah. yeah we don't sing songs about girls because we don't want to break up with them and have to <laughs> sing their songs on tour 20 years later yes. and have to be singing about a girl that i dated for like four weeks when i was 22 <laughs> so i thought yeah that was funny but yeah i mean some artists would be like, I was just listening to this old interview with Childish Gambino from 2013, and he was like, yeah, people think 3005 is about a girl, but really, like, it's about anything you want. Like, it's about how are you going to end this life, and do you want to end it with someone else? Like, that could be God, that could be money, that could be... And I was like, whoa, okay, hashtag deep, bro. And, like, <laughs> like, like you know... I think some artists, when they're singing those songs about the girl that they dated for four weeks, would, like, project it onto their life at that time. Like, some actors are crying, their their characters crying about their mother dying, but they're crying about, like, their father didn't love them that much, you know? And it's weird how the artifice is just always there, and yet the audience has a different experience than the artist. Yeah, I well, and that's, I think, what was something that makes this album so great. It's, like, it's it's not... As you track his progression through the album, it's not just the grieving and the loss of this girl that he was dating, but it's this grieving and loss of the the world he thought that he was going to have oh. with her and the, Which and the future. Connects back to five years time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you see that like kind of charted out and like very forward thinking. And I think that's why in a time like this with the COVID-19 virus yeah. we're all grieving the loss in some way uh-huh. either some of us tangible loss of maybe loved ones or uh-huh. uh, 
you know, your freedom, or maybe it is the future you thought you were going to have. If you're a seasonal worker and you had things planned that yeah. was going to affect your life in the summer, or, it, you know, if you're... I don't know what that's like. like. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac does know what that's like. Uh, or if, you know, if you were, a, if this was your graduating year and you yeah. thought you were going to have all this, like, you know, of course, you, you know, you can get into, like, how do we compare loss, you know, even amongst those things. But the, no matter what you're going through, there is a grief and a loss through that. Um, and this album speaks to working through that and then coming out of it on the other side with, you know, what what does it mean to hold on to what you are grieving and to lament that, but also how does it look different? And it, it's not going to be mm-hmm. going back to the way it was, but there's going to be beauty on the other side. Yeah. And that kind of sounds cheesy, you know, when you sum it up all together, but oh, it's very true. I was it's thinking about this. Truth. Both of our picks, both Paddington and First Days of Spring, I was like, they are not subtle. And no. then I was like, <laughs> okay, but neither is your grandma's hugs or something yeah. like and it's still beautiful and true and good some of the most beautiful yeah you know? exactly <laughs> exactly so i don't care that it's not subtle and sometimes when i was listening to this album i was like okay um he's his lyrics are very just straightforward very specific very, you know exactly what he's talking exactly. about exactly <laughs> and i'm not used to that even his voice sometimes i'm like uh, can you sing a little faster or like different? Or, like, and it's like going from listening to Radiohead where he's like, ah, and, like kind of a lazy singer, yeah. but like that lends itself to like this like weird mystique and yeah. you know back and in the, the lyrics you're not sure what the lyrics are exactly. There's imagery. It's, There's imagery, yeah. and I was like, who hard shift to just like a different style of lyrics and yeah and, and i would say still it's very with that realism it is there is it is very poetic yeah um even just the title i like a lot of the metaphors of spring. Yeah. yeah the first days of spring like that just speaks to the the process of rebirth timeless uh, yeah, metaphor yeah it's it's perfect for what this process is um so the, the title track is the first song first days mm-hmm. of spring mm-hmm. and that starts out um with this glorious beautiful uh strings and and bright music and and the lyrics are very speaking to that spring metaphor as well like hey mm-hmm. i'm coming through this but i'm gonna come back i'm gonna be reborn yeah everything is beautiful yeah. like it, more it's or okay less, to paraphrase. make a mistake yeah. and he says mm-hmm. it a little differently yeah. but make a mistake <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, and so you think, oh, like if you're setting the tone for the album going in blind, you're like, okay, this is a happy album. Yeah. Like that song is happy. Yeah. Um, in a very tranquil way. And then it immediately plummets, I'd say. <laughs> it would be the word I would use into the song Our Window. Yeah, that, um, well, that's a bummer of a and song. <laughs> where it's, it's literally, it starts with just these empty, low piano chords <laughs> and like this low violin droning. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like intentionally detuned piano that comes okay. in like plotting at the top mm-hmm. and i don't know about you but i don't like hearing detuned piano it makes me a little <laughs> I fall asleep edge. to it dude. <laughs> i'm gonna walk down the aisle of that stuff <laughs> uh, so it just takes such a hard curve uh-huh. um, and i think that as a whole this album it does flow quite well you know melodically and, and musically like those songs do flow together but tone with the tone it does seem a bit herky-jerky well i w- okay here here's how i made sense of that okay at the, when you're reading romeo and juliet the um i forget what they're called but like essentially narrators are they tell you the whole plot they mm-hmm. tell you what's gonna happen and they're like this is the whole thing that's kind of what i felt like 
it's an overture of sorts. Like at the beginning of a, a musical, you hear all the themes and then you're like, cool. I, all right. I know like all the themes now and I'm ready for this show. And I feel like he kind of did that in the first song. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. It's sad, but also hopeful. I think that's a great way of putting it. I think that with, you know, and I used to I used to think of it a different way. I, I now agree with you. I used to think it was all one progression, but I think the first and the last songs are both kind of the bookends. Yeah, I like that. that are like those summaries. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that the the tonal shifts does also lend itself to one of the things I like about this album is it is this up it, it upwards and downwards roller coaster of a trajectory a little bit. It's not like he's mm-hmm. at this pit mm-hmm. in, when he's at, in our window and it's all up from there. Mm-hmm. This is a definite realistic trajectory yeah. of what recovery from anything looks like. <laughs> like recovery wherever it is Grief is always is a, up and down. A roller coaster yeah. of sorts and not linear at all. Mm-hmm. Like your your trajectory your your you might be upward. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of like, oh, really good day, really bad day, mm-hmm. middling day, and then a day with every in between. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I and then the peaks and valleys of this album, because of that trajectory, those good days and bad days are so, I think, made all the sweeter and more mm. resonant for it. So, like, going into in the middle of the album, there's a song, uh, Love of an Orchestra, which ah, is this. That's it, one of my it, favorites. I feel, it's, it's just <laughs> bursting forth, fluttering. But it's and, because you went through our exactly, window. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have the our windows. you And then you have, you know, the songs like Stranger, which is this, you know, this rebound, this sinister yeah, I don't, line. I feel so weird about that yeah, song. It's, it's just so, it, it brings you into so many different places as you're experiencing I think it just does a really good job of not overwhelming you with it but putting it in a realistic trajectory that helps you empathize and move along on this journey yeah like this you know we said it was a narrative based album yeah but that I, this is exactly the album that you sit down or not necessarily sit down but you you start and you finish all together you go through the whole thing yeah. you know like you can pick your favorites and listen to them on on a day that you're feeling like listening to a certain song but uh-huh. this album is a whole that is a journey uh, to be digested together it reminds there's a song by a frightened rabbit called keep yourself warm and his is also about a relationship his whole album the one with Modern Leopard at the front, I think it's called like Midnight Organ or something like that. But that is more, I think, my style. I, he, he's, it's not just about a relationship, it's also just about his own mental health. And, and one of the last songs, um, he talks about floating in the fourth, and he is like contemplating some sort of suicide, but he says, and at the beginning of the song, he says, I think I'll keep suicide for another day. And at the end of the song, he think, he says, I think I'll keep suicide for another year. And it's a little harsher, like even like the album art. Like I really like the album art of uh, First Days of Spring. I think it's beautiful. Um, but I think my style is a little bit more like, okay, let's, it's just a harsher, more like even in the, like it's more... The, the tempo's faster in Frightened Rabbit's album and there's like a lot of harsher like guitar and and not as much like slow somber beats so so I guess what I'm trying to say is I I prefer I think an album dealing with grief and breakup that's a little bit more like gets you like sad but like your emotions are high so it's like this high energy sadness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um 
I guess I, I liked it more in the album when it was a little bit more high energy. So like instrumental and then love of an orchestra. I those are like some of the highlights of the album for me. Yeah. But yeah, if you need like a interesting juxtaposition, go to one of Frightened Rabbit's first albums, the one that starts with a modern leper. Yeah, and, and really like they they're just between those two albums, you have the like two of different ways of approaching oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. or, but I think we've talked in a previous episode before about like you know when you combine tonally inconsistent music with what the lyrics are saying yeah. you know that juxtaposition draws attention then mm-hmm. to the like I think the lyrics and that mm-hmm. seems like what you're saying frightened rabbit mm-hmm. might be doing a bit with their energy that it's it almost feels out of place maybe the lyrics that are that are being said with the the music that is accompanying it so it, it oh, draws you to it interesting yeah I yeah, I could agree with that. Um, what do you think about uh, da, 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 the lyrics of, like, if you g- got to run, run from home? I mm-hmm. guess that sometimes confuses well, me. Well, so I think the lyric is actually, if you've got to run, run from hope. Hope? I think, yeah, it's hard to say, but I was curious. <laughs> and going to this, I'm like, the, okay, I need to for sure know this. And yeah. I, I looked at the original source that I could find, and it did say hope. So wow. I think that it's hope. Interesting, um, and that that does change. In a way, I think it changes. In a way, it stays the same with that lyric and, and theme. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, love of an orchestra. It, it is very joyful. It's a symphonic work mm-hmm. um, coming out of some sad songs uh-huh. like uh, "My Broken Heart," like saying you can break my broken heart, like you're still breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a song "I Have Nothing," <laughs> which is like <laughs> yes. he's not. He doesn't actually believe that. It's he's talking about how this is his this insecure voice of like his ex lover that is whispering in his. Ear like like that he has nothing and stuff yeah. so anyway coming out of this place moving into love of an orchestra very joyful this chorus is singing but they're saying if you've got to run run from hope yeah and i think that I don't, in this process you know and like having hope as a whole is i think just a brave act it takes bravery to have hope mm, yeah and i don't know if it's necessarily I, if i would say it's like a in denial but like choosing to run from that there's a safety in that because there's a safety not to be brave you don't have to take a stand you can just kind of let it the world wash over you a little bit okay wait wait i i need to because i never really obviously i had misunderstood the lyrics up until this point but you're saying that he what's the message of the song you should or should not run from hope i think that it's not saying what you should do it's saying what he is doing in that moment in his trajectory. So he is running away from hope. He is running away from hope. And it's joyful or like it's, I don't know, what's your interpretation of I the think, music compared to the lyrics? Yeah, I think that when he's he is freeing himself in, in a certain way, quote unquote freeing, because he's saying, hey, I'm running away from hope. I'm running away from letting this affect me so much mm. a little bit. I'm running away from having to take a stand and care about this and to feel this. Mm-hmm. And in a way that frees him up to have joy, you know, he's saying, I'll never be lonely you know, oh. and I've got this music. I've got you know, I've got joy around me because he's unchained himself. Um, but also, I think that, and as you progress to the album further, there is still then by freeing yourself from that care and and entering a space of apathy to not care about that, you're missing out on the on the bright sides of emotion as well. And apathy just deadens everything in, he in certain ways. Is not running away at the end of the album. No, he says, "My door is always open." And I, when I heard that lyric, I was like, eh. Yeah, well, so it's, it's <laughs> actually, well, okay. yeah, so this is moving, <laughs> as we, as we kind of finish out the, the theme and finale of this, yeah. 
um, of this album, as I interpret it, at least. Yeah. I also put up my nose when I first, <laughs> when I was trying to understand what this album was about. I'm like, are you kidding me? He went through this whole progression. And I was saying, just kidding, my door is open. Is he speaking to yeah. this girl and saying, you know, I'm still Come open back to love? To me. But it's not that. <laughs> okay. It's, I, what I interpret it to be is, I don't know, like, and I feel like, you know, in, in circles with, you know, educated and pastors and stuff would be like, you know, like, oh, like, look at the Greek translations, all these different types of love, or whatever, you know, there's agape love, yeah, and like, yeah, you, know, yeah. roman- you know, all these different types uh-huh. of love. And I think that then the album, like, he and Charlie um, does make that shift um, in, in that state of realizing, you know, like, this album has been about this romantic love, mm-hmm. but... I'm opening my door back up, not to this necessarily the specific romantic love with this one person, but I'm opening this up to love as a whole and the different types of love. Just the, even the imagery of this song, My Door Is Always Open, that ends the album, is very communal. In, in nature imagery mm-hmm. it's, it talks of towns and like uh, church like, bells, like these images yeah. of people gathering and this interconnectedness of then coming out of that, if it is that apathy that we mentioned with. Um, love and or- a love of an orchestra into this then open eyes wide open approach to living back in life with the fullness of emotion and love and care again then I'm more on board and I like that so then out of I guess I'm processing this right now out of all the loves like romantic love friendship love uh, like you know kind of like familial love do you think it's this like platonic love of like, hey, I don't hate you, I don't love you in a romantic way, I open up my door in love for everyone who, like, so I I'm I'm opening myself up, I'm I'm shoving away em- apathy, and saying okay, I'm opening myself up for sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. and love in that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that labels it really well. I think that. And along with that saying that I'm opening up my door to uh, like other love as well, it's it's denying that she alone has a claim on his heart. Nice. So I think the last line of the that he repeats at the end of this album, the song shifts partway through into my one of my favorite endings of an album of all time. Might it might be this one? Yeah. And it shifts into this the strumming picks up acoustic guitar, um, and other voices join in this beautiful chorus again speaking to that communal uh-huh. <laughs> interconnected yeah. nature. I think, but. The the line is uh, I'll I'll love with my heart and I'll hold it in my hands, but you know my heart's not yours. So it's saying, all right, no, I'm gonna love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm back I'm back here to love, and I'm holding it in my hands. I am labeling this. I am taking a stand. I'm being brave. <laughs> I'm putting my heart like wearing it on my sleeve. Yeah. But just like you know, just so you know, like th- it does not belong to you. Like this is bigger than just our relationship. This is bigger than our past experiences. Is what my interpretation of that song and final message is after going on this journey to get there mm-hmm. <laughs> through the ups and downs. Wow, that's beautiful. And I, making his love less specific and more universal or community based is the best thing you can take it away. Makes it more powerful from a heartbreaking <laughs> situation. Yeah. Wow. 
So that's, I mean, thematically <laughs> yeah. hard breakdown. That's a lot of the hard. Couple of things I want to hit on musically um, that I love about this album. You yeah. can, you know, share your what your if you have some things that stand out to you as good or uh-huh. bad or anywhere in between. Um, I love the uh, finger picking writing. So when he on a couple songs when he's not strumming um, and just using his fingers to to develop these intricate guitar parts. Um, so I think specifically on songs like um, My Broken Heart, uh-huh. um, Stranger and slow glass are these beautiful electric guitar lines it's clean electric guitar it's just this such this pure sound you know like i don't know i think that when we think stripped back you always think acoustic guitar and like acoustic Mm -hmm. instruments but i think in a way this is for me this resonates as a pure sound it's crisp and clear and like right to your heart i love those lines and the way he uses the electric guitar um something you've said in the past that always has stuck with me is that you said something along the lines of like uh, an electric guitar when used in the right way feels like the human soul. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you add in effects pedals and yeah. stuff and you get such a range of sounds, but like with that, you like in, in caps, in, in, uh, encapsulate, is that a word? Yeah, Capture? It, it definitely in, is. Encapsulate. I think the, the variety of, you know, complexity that we are as soulful beings. Mm-hmm. Um, soulful yeah. beings. Soulful, soulful beings. No, <laughs> <laughs> Not brown beans, <laughs> not refried. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> the last thing I want to hit on musically is just yeah. I I love how this album brings back themes. Um, in the song "Stranger," um, there's the line "I know in a year it's going to be better." That comes back in the song "Blue Skies," mm. but it tonally they're quite different. And in, in one, it's almost like he's trying to convince himself, "Stranger," like. In the song "Stranger," he's like trying yeah. to convince himself, "Oh, like this is this sucks. This does not feel good." But mm-hmm. I know in a year it's going to be better. Like I know I'm going to get there. And then in the song "Blue Skies," it's he actually is reaching this good point, and it's like a reminder. Yes, I know I said this, and now it is like it's better. Like or at least we're getting closer to it. Like I am tracing. Um, but and then on the flip side of that, that's a more hopeful transition. There's from the song I Have Nothing, which we said is this, you know, this um, insecure voice that's speaking to him that he has nothing and nobody loves him. And then in the song Slow Glass, which is the last song I'd say of the trajectory um, before we close Mm -hmm. it with My Door is Always Open, um, it ends, it comes out of Slow Glass and it ends with just this muted, the guitar line and these hummed voices of I have nothing at the very end so it's even when he's made it to the end and he realizes how he's been interpreting things where Uh he's going and gotten to a bit of a brighter place there's still that voice that is back there and it's like oh man (laughs) it's just you know and I think it does speak to like I don't know, like, it, it is never the same. You're never without it. It's a yeah. part of you. Just like, yeah. I don't know, with this corona situation, the world's not going back to normal, no. at least not what it was. No. And, you know, and we can mourn that and lament that, but we can work to move to a place of brightness and, and take it with us as a part of that beauty in community. <sighs> yeah. And he uses a lot of good metaphors to show that, like, a cut-down tree grow back stronger. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's, it is cliche, but when you have a wound and then you have scars from that, you're not really the same. And we have recently watched some Lord of the Rings, so it reminds me of like Frodo <laughs> never really healing from mm-hmm. his stab wound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess. And I mean, or like if you don't, you have a spouse who unfortunately dies and then you get remarried, like. 
it's a beautiful, wonderful thing, I'm assuming. But, <laughs> you know, you still have that pain of, like, oh, even though things are joyful and better, uh, there's still that pain there. Yeah. So, yeah, number four for me. Uh, okay, here's my question. What Would you recommend this some, to someone who just went through a breakup? Or would you recommend it? I mean, you are not in a breakup right now, and yet you still find much satisfaction and, and rewarding you know, feelings from it. That's a great question. I think that, well, like we said earlier, because I, like, I lo- part of the reason I love it so much is because it is transcendent beyond mm-hmm. that simple breakup, but yet that is what the majority of the content is about. Yeah. And I think because it is that trajectory and that journey... I think that I don't know if if somebody was going through a breakup, I would be like, "Here's this," especially not right off the bat. Yeah, because it does it, it would push you too quickly through the process. Like, yeah. let's say if it's a week after this huge breakup you that you piecemeal had, piecemeal it. You give yeah. them one song yeah, at yeah. a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would send them one song uh, every two weeks. It's like, how does how does this resonate with you? Oh, you seeing oh, somebody else now? Send them stranger. Yeah. <laughs> you rebounding? Are you having regret? Oh, that's great. Um, Here's yeah, this nice. song. Here's the song um so yeah i i would say no i wouldn't necessarily give it to them all in a chunk i wouldn't send it to them in parts either i don't know if in the midst of a breakup it yeah. is necessarily the right thing to empathize with because it does move to that place at the end with a certain finality that yeah. you can't rush and you know this was you know this was the narrator of this album story yeah this wasn't your story or my story or the next person's story that's a good point I like that. So I think that with the variants, yeah, every teach their own. Okay, so what would you want to listen to this album to in which circumstances? Cloudy day, like, you know, on a road trip, or would you want to you know, listen to it, like, on a sunny day at the beach? What's your ideal situation? <laughs> I don't know if I can be impartial for this because it is one of my favorites. I think it's the album for all occasions, <laughs> which I know is stupid Are to you say. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think? What is it for you? Oh, I, it just feels cloudy to me and like, I'm glad it's spring while we're listening to it right now. So I guess like kind of this day, <laughs> like right now it's cloudy, but there's some blue sky in the sky and I'm really perfect. literally looking at a stump that has some grass <laughs> growing out wow, of it. Wow, this is just perfect. It is perfect. We should so. record out here more often. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even during the winter. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I guess today <laughs> is my. <laughs> if you can have a, like a ninety percent cloudy sky and some blue, while it's still relatively warm and have some birds around, that's the perfect time to listen to it. I feel. Right. Yeah. You heard it, mm-hmm. folks, right here, right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you uh, if you if you do end up listening to this album, hope you enjoy it and get something out of it. Yeah, um, and enjoyed this conversation, kind of breaking down our thoughts on it. Please listen to our other episode too, that which will be out around this time about Paddington the movie. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned, stay and, safe, stay healthy. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts, please, and give us a good review and share with your friends and uh, listen to this album and have a great day. Even though it it might be inside your four walls, but get out there. Look at some birds. I saw a blue jay yesterday. It was nice. It was Get really out there good. In your mind. Explore what? your mind. Explore your mind. Yeah, outside. So, we're we're rooting for everybody. 
We're going to get through this. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Next time. <laughs>